Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode episode of Mental Health Check-In with Talik. I have a special guest today, my brother, Jeremy. How are you, my brother? I'm very well. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's just get into it, man. How's your mental health today? So my mental health is feeling challenged today. It's been a busy day. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to signing off and just shutting my computer down and just uh yeah. using the evening to just uh take a break from everything that i do yeah. during the day it's very important for me um i like to ask that question right because um i feel like and i always say this i feel like um you can ask somebody how how are they doing and they can say okay but they can be struggling mentally mm -hmm. so i definitely love to ask that question i feel like that question is um needed to be asked more you know mm, and actually that's a really interesting thing that you asked there because i feel like if you just ask the simple how are you most people respond with yeah i'm good and then that's yeah. it but if you ask that question of how's your mental health today i feel like it pushes people yeah. to to, hey. to explain a little more you understand it you get it <laughs> <laughs> so we know that you are the founder of something to say like yes. what made you start this so when I started speaking out about the sexual abuse that I went through as a child, I realized how much strength it gave me in doing so and what an yeah. incredible release it was to let that secret out of the bag. And I decided that I'd love to give the opportunity for other people to also do the same thing and experience that, yeah. that release. And that's why I launched this, this platform where we're now sharing other people's stories. How many, how many people's stories have y'all shared so far? Because I know I, I, I reached out to y'all and I was one of them. Yeah, fantastic. I know. <laughs> I know that you've had your feature, so that's fantastic. That's great. Thank and I think we've got 70 today. stories on there now. Wow. That's dope that um, a lot of people are, you know, speaking up about it. You know, I commend the woman, but I just love when I see men speak about it. Because you don't mm. see that mm. nowadays, men speaking mm. about sexual abuse. And um, my next question for you is um, sexual abuse. Do you, like, how's that tie into mental health? Because, you know, for me, I was sexually abused, you know, mm. and I feel like it really messed up my mental health. I feel like if I didn't have the sexual abuse happen to me, my mental health wouldn't be as bad as it is. Mm. Mm. Of course, I believe they're closely linked. Um, I, I feel like one of the more major issues that we're facing is because the conversation is so heavily stigmatized yeah. and so heavily silenced, it's building the shame on, on people's lives. And it's creating this, it's actually creating silence within the people. Um, yeah. So just the fact that it's not being talked about freely and in a strong and courageous manner, it's, it's really affecting men and, and their ability to come out and speak about it. And that's why this something to say page, I feel is so great because we are encouraging people to tell their stories with strength and courage. Yes. And that's going to inspire other people to understand that, you know, um, they don't need to have these men mental 
situations in their own head of shame and fear and and, yeah. and which are not helping their mental well-being whatsoever yes um can you go into like which your history behind it was what happened to you yeah no problem it was all when i was eight years old sexual abuse by another man he was 25 years old wow. went on for a couple of years he completely tricked me into believing that what we were doing was some form of friendship and that we must keep it a secret. And when the abuse finished, I was okay. Um, I, I had boxed up what happened very cleverly and put it to the back of my mind and I got on with my life. And it was a good one. It was a good life at that. I was an engineer. I had a great career and my teenage years were great. I was out partying, doing all the normal things. Um, and then everything changed when I started to really, the memory started to resurface in my mid twenties. Um, it's crazy that you said that, you know, like we have so like a lot of sexual abuse survivors and we have like a lot in common mm. and that happened to me for, you know, you know, I was sexually abused by two of my cousins mm. at a young age, um, had, you know, um, and I locked it away, you know, like you said, you locked it away and it didn't affect me until like, I think I was like 26. I'm like 32 now. Okay. I mean, 32, yeah. And I, it messed me up because, like, I started going back to, I started going back to church and I started being around a lot of guys. And I was like, oh, damn, I have trust issues with men. You know, I feel uncomfortable around men. I just don't, you know, feel like I'm one of the guys, you know. And, like, I, even though I'm still dealing with it, you know, um, in therapy, I got a new therapist that does what, you know, basically with trauma, mm. trying to get help from it. It, it's crazy that we lock stuff away you know mm. it's, it's crazy and it comes back I never thought it would come back like it hit me like when I was like 20 something I was at work one day and I was thinking about it and somebody was saying something to me and they said one thing I just started crying while I was oh wow up, and I had to go in the bed and I was telling my sister I said you know that's crazy that they could live their life and I'm hurt I gotta put myself back together when I wasn't a person that broke me you know I gotta go to therapy like this you know this is not my fault and what age was that 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 person said something to you what age were you then what do you mean like what the, uh, what so, I, so you what, know when that I, person when that person said um something to you at work that triggered you um i was probably like 20 to 23 yeah 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 so it, it, we i've seen some statistics showing that it's largely people uh, as they approach their mid-20s is when when men are largely speaking out um yeah and you know i i hear that it's because when what happened to you when you were at the age that you were a minor yeah. um you didn't have the development your brain wasn't developed enough to to handle the situation so it boxes it up and puts it to the back of your mind and then when you get into your 20s when you start to become a man that's when yeah. it all starts coming back yeah yeah and i felt like bad for the longest i was like i should have said something then you know the people that did it, it was just like, I was scared that, you know, something would happen to me. Mm. Like, my my therapist always told me, so I was protecting everybody but myself. Like, I was scared mm. that, like, like my grandma raised me, you know, my mom and dad was on drugs, my grandma raised me, so I was afraid that her and her sister would get into it or just argue. I was just protecting, that little boy was protecting everybody yeah. but himself, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy how I came back up. You know, after I cried at work, I got triggered or whatever. I let it go. And then when I start going back to church at 26, okay. I, it came right back. I said, oh, my God, this is like something I really got to get help for, you know. Yeah. You know, you know I got to get help. So um, last question for you. Um, anybody that's struggling uh, with suicide, 
Um, you know, there is a prevention line in the USA. You could dial 988. Um, I know, where are you at that has a prevention line? Maybe you can say that now. So we are in England here and okay. there is a safe, there's a um, phone line you can call called Safe Line, which is available 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, and this question for you, have you, well, you know, you being a sexual abuse survivor, like have you ha ever had any thoughts of suicide? So no, I haven't. And okay. I feel like the work that I'm doing online is the thing that is so stabilizing for me. Um, yeah. I feel like it's really now that we've got this platform running, there's something to say platform and lots of people yeah. are following it and relying on it for, for encouragement. I feel like, I feel like the, there is a challenge for us men who have been through something like this to break this stigma and break this silence. And I feel like that challenge is such a motivating challenge. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that on the, on the sad days or on the troubled days, I think about the mission that we're on yeah. and, and, and then that all of that sadness, uh, it just dissolves away because we've got a bigger purpose. We've got a bigger purpose now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. So, um, as you know, um, there's a stigma surrounding mental health, right? But it's also a stigma surrounding men's mental health. So what mm. do you say about the stigma where, you know, we can't be weak, you know, we can't cry, we can't be depressed, you know, that's why a lot of men suffer in silence and why suicide is one of the leading, leading causes that cause and death and worldwide, I'm not going to say USA, just worldwide, you know, yes. people are suffering. So what do you say about that stigma? I wish it wasn't there. Yeah. And what a great motivating challenge it is for us all to try and break it. Yeah. Do our thing to try and break it. So how are we going to break it? That that's, yeah. that's, that's my thing. It's, it's like the stigma is definitely there. It's definitely, we, we could probably say it's improving because 50 yeah. years ago, no man could ever speak out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 50 years ago. So, yeah. so now we're in 2022, the situation is definitely improving as far as men having the platforms to speak out. Your podcast is one of them. How incredible. Yeah. And I just feel like, yeah, okay. We understand the stigma is there. We don't want it there. It's not helping. So what are we going to do about yeah. it? Your podcast is, is one of those things. My yeah. platform is one of those things. I feel like let's just take it as a challenge yeah. and try and change this thing. And, and that's not just for us. It's for the yeah. for the younger generations coming through now. It definitely is. Um, I can say, like, um, you know, at first, the stigma is bad. You know, I, I just hate it. Like you said, I wish it wasn't there. For me, I didn't say nothing at first because I just thought that's not what a man is supposed to talk about. So mm. when I finally started talking about it, my aunt, she has an organization, a nonprofit organization for domestic abuse or sexual abuse against women. So when I told her about my she I started talking about Facebook and she hit me up. I did a speech there. You know, I spoke there about my um experience and you know it was good. I was happy to talk about it. So yeah. from that, you know, I still thought I was alone until I you know like something to say. Y'all, you know, yeah. it's different men. It's yeah. another group recently I found out about was um it's called the Survivor Circle. I don't know if you ever heard them as no, a guy named Rob, Robert Marshall. I think okay. he follows you on Instagram. Okay. Robert Marshall, um, he has a book called Echoes out on Amazon and it's a book of different men telling their sexual abuse stories. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like, it's so good. Like, I, when I see that, what they're doing, you know, the book, you know, something to say, you'd be open. We're just, I'm like, okay, this whole time I thought I was alone telling my story yeah. when it's more people out here, you know, across the world just telling the story. You know, I feel like, you know, like you said, 
years ago, 50 years ago, or I feel like a couple of years ago, it wasn't okay to talk about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I see like a lot of celebrities, some of them are talking, you know, they were sexually abused and they're talking about it too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how incredible it is when you see other men speak about yes. it. If you're a man yourself, it just kind of gives you that, um, it, it kind of lets you know that it's okay. If you, if you want to chat about it, it's okay. If you want to talk about it, it's okay. I think it's really important uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next question for you. Um, people, I heard some, some people, why is it that people think that little kids, little boys won't get molested? Mm. They think it's just girls. Mm. One of those reasons is because they don't hear as many men speaking out. Yeah. Right. So it's it's majority women talking about sexual assault, talking about sexual abuse, talking about child abuse, uh, talking about um, uh, crimes like rape. It's majority women talking about it. It's really ninety nine percent of what the news reports. I mean, yeah. the news is never reporting about men on the receiving end of these crimes. Never. So naturally, the general public then take that information and, you know, project that as their inf- as their uh, their view that this just yes. doesn't happen to boys and men, and that's what me and you are trying to change. Yes. Um, so, so it is it is about education, but I do feel like the more men are talking, the more um, that's going to change. I mean, let's take the subject of mental health as, a, yeah. as an example uh, let's take 50 years ago again um probably um the general public didn't really think that men had too many problems in their own minds because yeah. no no men were talking about it now lots of men are speaking out about um yeah. emotional difficulties so now people are recognizing that men are also human beings that have emotional difficulties so um so i just believe the change is happening it's not happening fast enough um but we can be part of that change yeah um, i agree with you man um what can you say to parents out there that's listening now to like what are some signs they could look for you know if they don't know because you know i don't know about you but i didn't speak up so like what are Mm. some signs uh what can they do you know, to talk to their kids, to let them know it's okay to speak up, you know, if like yeah. somebody does, it was stranger, not even just stranger danger, like, if somebody does something to you, I'm talking to my a child, you know, yeah. I will believe you tell me. So what are some, yeah. like, signs they can, you know, look for? So I think it should be a priority for anybody that's raising children or supporting children or uh, working in a job where there are uh, where they're you know teaching children as an example that we give these children the tools and the knowledge that they need to tell us if something is happening to identify if something is happening and then tell us because I'm pretty sure well I know in my situation this was the case and I'm pretty sure it was um most possibly in your situation that um one of the reasons why we didn't speak up is because we didn't have the language we didn't have the knowledge that this is something we must tell somebody about immediately and we didn't have the confidence to do that either right now who's who's actually let's just say it whose fault is that right 
because it definitely yeah. wasn't our fault that we didn't have the confidence or the knowledge. It's because there wasn't the conversations being had with us in those days, right? Um, yeah. but, but now the education system is definitely changing. I feel like more parents are understanding the, um, the, the urgency of making sure their children are equipped. And how are we going to do that? Let's just start with a simple conversation of letting the child know where the private yeah. areas on their body are and what yeah. to do if anybody touches them simple that's real simple and i just want to say anybody out there you know that's you know listening and maybe you know need help or just you know from sexual abuse or just like that's going through it you know there is a sexual abuse hotline in the states is 1-800-656-4673 do they have something like that in england um, yeah, I believe there's many helplines okay. available, 24-hour helplines. I wouldn't be able to quote them, though, so apologies for that. But honestly, for anybody yeah. that is listening for, for, um, to this from any country, just a quick Google search, and yes. you will find all your local charities. Or you could hit me up. I could search some stuff up. Yeah, here. fantastic. Something to, something to say up, and they yeah. probably, you know, they will help you. Yeah. Um, well, that's and and look, you. just on just on that. For anybody that's listening that goes to the something to say page, if you don't want to share your story, that's no problem. Yeah. Right. If you're not if you're not at that at that stage, no problem. If you never want to share your story, that is no problem. I don't yeah. think we should be promoting that the only way to move forward is to share your story. Like there's there's a variety yeah. of ways that you can yeah. move forward. But something you may want to do is just go onto the page and read other people's yeah. stories. And take your strength I, from there. I agree with you. You know, it, they may not be the way. You know, I, I'm real strong believer in therapy. I'm real yes. strong. Th- and now that I took I had a regular therapist, I believe that um, look when you're looking for a therapist, you know, sexual abuse survivors, you make sure you look for something that's going to help you, like somebody that's based on trauma. You know, because yeah. you know, if you want to do some type of healing or just want to wrote a healing, just make sure you're looking for a therapist every therapist and i'll be for you guys just but just keep trying there's somebody out there for you that can help you okay um, yeah I, I completely agree. And I completely agree with if you don't find the right person straight away, don't give up, keep trying because there's going to be somebody who you connect with. But I also like to add that I feel like there there's, there's a variety of things you can also do, you know, yeah. um, have you, are you, are you putting any time into friendships that you have or f- yeah. connections with your family or um how are you treating yourself with regards to health um how, what do you do outside of your work is it challenging is it motivating yeah. is it fun all of these things contribute to your mental wow. state i believe um so it's not a i don't believe it's a situation of you go to therapy sessions and and that that's going to solve yeah. it's, it's like more a, it's like a lifestyle that yeah. you need to change to keep yourself uh, you know yeah. on target the therapy is there but you gotta do the, you got it's like 50 percent, but you gotta do the other 50 percent yes yeah, yeah. so 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 they say <laughs> they say that um in sport it's um 80 percent in your mind and 20 yeah. percent skill so so i believe it's like the therapist session is is a section of of the work and the rest you've got to do outside of that the hour yeah. that you're sitting with someone yeah um my next question for you what are some good coping skills that you can tell someone you know maybe some skills that you use or that you picked up um that's struggling with their mental health or just you know sexual abuse you know yeah whatever. yeah yeah 
well let's take let's take um mental health as a as yeah. a, as what we're going to discuss in this um i would say something that i feel could be really useful for people that have never thought about it before is journaling you know yeah. if you're feeling not so great when you get back from work just spend 10 minutes writing down what you want to say on a piece of paper and just get it off your chest you know just get it just get it out into the open and get it on your piece of paper and maybe if you feel a sense of release from that you could do that once a week just talk, yeah. just talk to your piece of paper about how you're feeling or or what you're doing also i'd say please never feel um afraid to reach out to a friend that you've got yeah. if you want to chat yeah um and offload and if friendships are something that you are not don't have in abundance then what what is it that you like doing and try to find people who also like doing that thing and try to form some friendships i think that, that all of these things are, are great coping mechanisms we know yeah. that mental health within men one of the big problems is not reaching out and and um and talking to somebody about it yeah you know and if you don't want to talk to somebody about it talk to your piece of paper about it and just write yeah. it all down you know yeah i definitely agree with you um coping skills you know that may help guys you know you know like having that uh, talking to somebody you know definitely if it's a therapist, whatever like a therapist a pastor a best friend a family member somebody to talk to you know um yeah holding it in is bad, one second know? one second i think i've lost um something's gone wrong here apologies i lost sound okay can you hear me we're now back. yeah we're okay. back i was saying that um some coping skills that um you know you guys can use is um like you know talk to somebody you know don't mm. hold it in don't suffer alone you know don't hold it in i know it's like the whole stuff in and just explode at a certain time um support groups you know i i do volunteer work for nami it's fantastic yeah, I do. I do. I was free. I was running a Black Minds Matter support group, or anxiety and depression support group. Peer, you know, there are resources out there. You know, like you said, Google is your best friend. Okay, so friends. that's really great that you do volunteering. Now, I've all, I've talked about this a couple of times. Yeah. I feel like volunteering to help others avoid what you went through is a form of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 I to use your experience to use what you went through understand it learn from it and try to yeah. volunteer for a charity to help others not go through that it's quite yeah. it's quite a healing process yeah it's healing but it's like sometimes like like which before i get to the next question but sometimes like it's good but sometimes it's like um want to help but it's like i try to stay away from my problems and stuff like that like i'll put everybody else mental health before i put mine sometimes it's yeah. good sometimes i'm overloading myself i just gotta sometimes i take a break you know like yeah, for work understood. whatever i'll take i'll take off quick i tell people their job is going to be there if it's not you know you put your mental health first which is mm. my next question for you for you why is it important why is it important can you tell somebody that's listening why it's important to put their mental health first because if you don't then everything in your life becomes a challenge yeah everything becomes a lot more challenging if you don't sort out your own home first um yeah. how can you attend to anybody else um unless you are uh, uh, on the straight and narrow um you know you can't be effective in 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 
pretty much anything you do if if you're feeling really challenged in your own head so you know they, they you you know on airplanes they say put your own oxygen mask on first and then you put, yeah. you put <laughs> others first it's that kind of philosophy yeah. isn't it yeah it's that kind of philosophy yeah um i think it's important because like you know nobody's gonna put your mental health first like you are you know mm. um you you matter you know whatever put your mental health first looks like you know, that's for you guys to decide. Um, you know, everybody does it different. You know, just remember, you know, what works for somebody may not work for the next person, but make sure you put your mental health first. It is important. You know, you are wanted, you are needed here, and you should not have to suffer in silence. Um, to end this off, I want to ask you, like, what's next for you? What do you have going on? We know you got something to say, but, like, what's going yep. on with you? So I'm now looking to speak in front of live audiences. So I'm just taking bookings now to go out there, speak in front of groups of people, professionals or other survivors or in support groups and yeah. also in schools. I feel like schools is somewhere where we need to start opening this conversation yeah. more so. So um, I've got some bookings already for this month and next month. Um, in November, I've been booked in for my first school. So that's fantastic. Um, and that's what I'm going to be pushing now. I've got a presentation, 60 minute presentation It largely goes through my story on what we can learn from it for future prevention. And that's re the real push now. And I want to develop that more and more and, and turn it into something um, that we can go on tour with. So that's, that's where I'm at now. Man, I wish you the best of luck with that. You know, um, you're right. It's needed in schools. It's needed. That's where if you start it. I know, like, I do with NAMI. They have a in the silence program with NAMI. And it's basically, you know, talking to kids about mental health. And when I when I do it, even if it's virtual or in person, I always tell my story about my sexual abuse. You know, I always yep. let them know, you know, I'm not, like, I'm, I've been through this, but, you know, I still struggle with it, but I'm on the steps of, of a journey to healing. You know, I'm doing, you know, my podcast, you know, with NAMI, just talk about, you know, sexual abuse or mental health, you know, it is needed in schools. And I hope, I wish you the best with that, man. Thank and I want so to much. thank you for being a guest on here. You know, I don't know what time it is over there, yeah. but thank you for being a guest, my brother. Thank you for putting this together. Thank you for having your podcast. Thank you for featuring on the Something to Say page. And um, I look forward to seeing how, how we both evolve in this space and, and change people's lives. Yes. Thank you, my man. Thanks. Fantastic. Thank you.